Hey, my friend, it's Julie Clough here, your life and grief coach. Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast. I'm thrilled to bring you uplifting grief support and tools for rebuilding your life one small step at a time. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 127 from Fear to Faith. May is a month full of energy. It's full of energy for me. I imagine it's full of energy for you as well. There's spring and there's new life appearing and so many transitions in the spring. If you have kids in school, you're, you're seeing that transition from school to summer and summer vacation. And for me, it's even more full of energy because it's my birthday month. <laughs> May is my birthday month. And we also have Mother's Day if you're in the States. And it's also the anniversary of the death of my children, Carrie and David. If you're familiar with that part of my story, Carrie and David were 10. Carrie was 10. David was 8 in 2007 on Mother's Day when we were in a rollover accident and they died that day. And it will be 14 years this, um, this May. And it's an interesting anniversary because their death is connected with Mother's Day and they died on the 13th of May, which was the day after my birthday. I share some of this in my book, Miracles in the Darkness as well. May is an interesting month. This year, Mother's Day in the States is on May 9th and then my birthday is on May 12th and then the real like date of the accident, May 13th. So we have kind of a string there. I tend to associate the anniversary of the accident with Mother's Day more than the date itself. There's more energy around that holiday for me, but I'm so grateful. I'm so, so, so grateful. I can't even express how grateful I am that I've done the work and that Mother's Day is not a trigger for me. It is, uh, it is a celebration. It's a celebration of all of the wonderful experiences I've had as a mom and my gratitude for being a mother and my gratitude for my mother and for my grandparents, my grandmothers and all that that has brought into my life. So my heart is full of love and possibility this morning as I look at the upcoming month. I don't know how you're feeling. I would love to hear how you're feeling. You can message me at julie at buildalifeafterloss.com if there's some things that you'd like to share about the month of May and what that means to you and what anniversaries are coming up for you or how you're feeling about Mother's Day. Again, if you're in the States and that's something that you're familiar with, I would love to hear from you. I was thinking about how my my kids make fun of me because I tend to be kind of jumpy, like easily uh, startled. And that's a thing. It's a thing. There are some people that are just more easily startled than others. And I I don't know if you've ever done this, but sometimes I'll walk out of a movie if it's a scary movie or if it's a thriller or if it's an adventure. And I feel like someone is chasing me to my car and down the street. And of course, that's not real. But when we're in that experience of a movie that's immersive, 
and we've been surrounded by that experience for a couple of hours where someone's being chased or something is happening and it's this high, high energy, high anticipation. And of course, for me, because I am so easily startled, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much for me to feel overwhelmed by all of that. So when I come out of the theater, it's like it takes a minute for my brain to turn off the the big caution signs it's been throwing up in in front of me for the last, you know, hour, hour and a half, two hours of watching a movie. But fear is our default. Fear is our default. And and when we have these experience where there's perceived perceived danger, then our body reacts to that. Our body actually reacts to that. Fear is our default. Faith is a choice. We live in a world full of fear. Fear is where our brain goes automatically. Like I said, when there's a perceived danger or threat, it doesn't even have to be real. It's one of the functions of our mind is to keep us safe. So it makes sense that fear would be a major influence in our life. And unfortunately, most of the time, our fears are unhelpful and unproductive. But if you've experienced loss and you've experienced trauma and you've experienced these heavy emotions, it's more, it's easier for our brain to perceive fear. It has more evidence to throw up in front of us and say, look, this horrible thing happened. We need to stay in fear. It's the only way we're going to survive. That's what, that's what our brain is, is basically communicating to us is if you're going to survive, you've got to be on high alert and your brain is on high alert because you've experienced these painful experiences. Fear. We have fear of grief. We have fear of emotions. We have fear of bad things happening. We have fear of connection. We have fear of not connecting. We have fear of things getting worse because fear is the default. Isn't it interesting how we have fear of our emotions and fear is actually an emotion, but we fear the emotions coming up. I often hear from clients that they're afraid of their emotions that because of their grief, like it's just feels so overwhelming that they're afraid that if they feel what they're feeling, that it will just overtake them. And most of the time what happens is when they allow the emotion and, and I'm not talking about like, we have to just sit in that heavy emotion all day long. That's not what I'm talking about, but it's allowing ourselves to experience what we're experiencing and allowing that emotion to be in us and move through us. And even visualizing that, that heaviness just moving through. So we feel it and we allow it and we move it through. Fear is default. Faith is a choice. Faith is belief. Faith is the probability the probable evidence of any kind. So think about when we think probable, think possible, likely, feasible, credible. So belief, evidence of any kind of belief, it's fear blocks us. 
Fear blocks us from moving forward towards the future with faith and hope. And faith helps us move forward. Faith takes effort. And it doesn't depend, it, it doesn't matter if you are building faith in God, building faith in yourself, faith in your abilities, faith in rebuilding, faith in connection, or faith and hope in your future. It takes effort and attention. Developing faith is an active pursuit. It doesn't happen automatically. Faith in yourself happens through effort and attention. It's, it's that self-talk that says, I'm going to be okay. It's okay. Yes, this is hard. Yes, this is painful, but I'm going to be okay. And trusting yourself that you'll find a way through that the resources that you need, that the tools that you need, that the people you need, the connections that you need in life are on their way to help you. And when you exercise that faith, listen to that word exercise. When you think of exercise, what do you think of? What do you think of? We think of the physical exercise that we put our body through in order to build ourselves. We do the same thing with our mental capacity. We exercise our mental capacity to build faith in ourselves, to build trust in ourselves, to build compassion, to experience empathy even for ourselves and others. All of these things take practice. They take exercise. It's paying attention to what we're saying to ourselves. Often when we're in fear, it's because we're not staying in the now. We're not staying present. We're experiencing like physically, physically we're experiencing the pain of the past or the fear of the past or the terrible thing that's happened in the past. That's coming up for us. And it, that feels present. Our body responds to what we're thinking. Our body responds to what we're thinking. So if we're thinking about what's happened in the past and we're rehearsing that over and over and over and over again, then of course we're going to be in fear. We're going to be in in anxiety. We're going to be in high alert mode because of course we don't want that to happen again. So it's real, really getting present with what we're fearing. If, if you were to take out a piece of paper and write down your fears and look at them specifically and then comfort yourself. For example, maybe you have a fear of showing up somewhere. There's a, an event and you fear showing up in that showing up to that event because you're afraid of the connection. You're afraid of your emotions, but you also are afraid of not connecting because you don't want to be alone. But if you look at the fear and you write it out and you look at it and you say, what am I really afraid of? And you just keep asking that question. What am I really afraid of? A lot of times you'll discover that the fear doesn't really It's not really anything to fear. The things to fear are the things that are life threatening, 
a bear, a bear coming out of the woods. My, my mom and my sister and my niece and her kids were all traveling in Tennessee. They live in Tennessee and they were, they had traveled to a little vacation spot recently. And there were several, there was this whole family of bears, these little black bears across the street going through the garbage of a, I believe it's a restaurant or something. These bears had gotten into this trash and they were across the street. Anyway, it's a funny story. It doesn't sound funny, <laughs> but it's a funny story because they were at a little putt-putt place right across the street from where these bears were in this parking lot getting into this mess. And uh, interestingly, you know, the bears are just used to being there in civilization. And I guess the people have gotten used to the bears being there. And so they, everyone was just kind of standing in line outside and these bears are across the street. So it's, it's, as we, as we examine our fears, we can see, uh, you know, there's this, uh, there's this saying that fear is false evidence appearing real. And it's, really true. It's really true. You know, many of our fears, we can, we can find evidence for anything. We can find evidence for fear. We can find evidence for faith and it's choosing into what we want to find evidence for. What do we want to build? Do we want to go into default and continue to build the fear out of default? Or do we want to go into action and build faith. Again, that's whether that's faith in God, faith in yourself, faith in your future. Faith takes being present. It takes being active and involved. And sometimes it's just a matter of telling ourselves, you know, the way that we can be actively involved in this process is just to tell ourselves, I am safe. Because the reality is you're listening to this right now. Chances are you truly are safe right now. And it's focusing on that safety right now and the faith that you have that you're safe right now. Whatever it is that you want to build faith in, again, faith in yourself, faith in God, faith in your abilities, faith in your future, it's important that you get involved. It's just like grief. Grief is work. That work includes taking care of yourself, learning about grief. You know, we, we want to know when we're experiencing something, what's normal and what's not. It takes expressing yourself. It takes really being present with your emotions. Employing it's really important that we employ techniques to help start to release some of the heavy emotions of grief little by little, and then also finding small ways to enjoy life again. So similar to going from fear to faith is we start to release the fear by looking at it and releasing it and recognizing the things that we can release, the fear that we can release and then also getting involved in building faith and building trust in the future and building trust in ourselves. So little by little, we're letting go of the heavy emotions. We're letting go of fear. And little by little, we're finding small ways 
to enjoy life again and to build faith in our future. Building new experiences is just as important in the process of going from grief to hope as it is to going from fear to faith. Building those new experiences, making decisions, taking taking action on the decisions that you make to build your faith. If you enjoy this podcast, I would be so appreciative if you would share it with your friends. Share it with your friends, subscribe, go in and rate, just hit the stars there, and you'll have an opportunity to also write a review if you choose to. I would be so appreciative if you would do that, and it really does help get the word out and I know your friend will thank you for sharing it with them. You can also go to buildalifeafterloss.com. And there I share three ways that you can start to move forward. I hope you have a wonderful week. Remember, I believe in you. Love you.